0: You can wear whatever you want to wear. You don't need a man to carry your stuff. You don't need a man telling you what to do. Your job can be prioritized over your family, and you can be any gender that you feel like. The future is female. All women should be equal, if not better, than men. This is what I hear every day. When I open a magazine, when I turn on the TV, and even when I shop for clothing, there is always an abundance of some version of girl power thrown at me. In the middle school section of the bookstore, there are always plenty of books with a protagonist trying to figure out whether they are a he, she, or an it. It's hard to look at the beauty of a rainbow without thinking about how modern culture has tainted it. I need to be strong, independent, and modest, and heroic. What's all this called? Feminism. Maybe you have a different understanding of feminism than I do. Maybe you think feminism is an overall disease that has been plaguing America for centuries. Or maybe you think feminism is vital for the progression of women. Maybe you are desensitized to it, or maybe you just ignore it. I personally consider myself a first-wave feminist, but I'm disgusted with where we've taken it. Today I would like to address the history of feminism, how this affects young children, and what the Bible says about feminism. Feminism is divided into four waves. The first began in the late 19th century and continued into the early 20th century. Some famous figureheads were Susan B. Anthony, Sojourner Truth, and Dorothy Day. Judith Murray published the early and influential essay on the equality of the sexes in 1790, blaming poor standards in female education as the root of women's problems. This wave was all for giving more opportunities to women, and mainly focused on suffrage, the right to vote for white women. The second wave of feminism started in the late 1960s and continued into the late 1980s. This is considered the most well-known feminist movement, featuring leaders like Gloria Steinem and Betty Friedan. Frieden sparked the wave with her book titled The Feminine Mystique, in which she taught that the traditional ideology that women could only find fulfillment by being wives and mothers was the product of a well-organized conspiracy by males to prevent women from competing with men. This and many other theories caused old traditions to tumble down. In 1981, Betty Friedan recanted her first words, but her recantations were ignored by feminists. In her book, The Second Stage, she wrote, The equality we fought for isn't livable, isn't workable, isn't comfortable in the terms that structured our battle. Instead, the fight for feminism continued building hatred for men and boys inside of the American household. Divorces hit a historical high point in America in 1979 when 22.6 marriages out of every 1,000 broke up, according to researchers at Bowling Green University. This time period is also when the women's movement aligned itself with the civil rights movement, and when birth control pills were made available to the women of America. The third wave was when the feminist movement became virtualized. Feminist blogs, group chats, and other multimedia was where all of the new ideas were coming from. But the wave I really want to focus on today is the fourth wave, or modern feminism. Future Women states, I think that now feminism is inherently intersectional feminism. We are in a place of multiple feminisms. While I do agree with this statement, I believe that there are a few topics that 4th wave feminists usually agree with. For instance, they encourage people to find out who they truly are by changing their gender and encourage boys to become girls because of their strong beliefs in the supremacy of women. It is mainly digitally driven with lots of online campaigns. It is incredibly tricky, to say the least, to be a feminist and also claim a pro-life position on abortion, says the popular website Bustle. And I think most feminists would completely agree with this statement, as freedom to have abortions later and later is one of the most prominent feminist fights today. Some feminists like to blow off the fact that they have a human inside of them and call it a clump of cells. Others, like Pamela Amiotti, would say something like her on the website Human Life International. No, a fetus is not a part of my body, but it affects every aspect of my body, so I get to decide if I want it there or not. Argument finished, done. There is a lot of controversy in the feminist world alone on this topic. Now that you have a basic understanding of feminism, I would like to address how this affects the youth of America, like myself, today. As I mentioned earlier, there were the most divorces in the middle of the second and most powerful wave. My grandparents were one of them. This nationwide discontentment with being a wife and mother got to my grandmother, and so she left. My mom had to live in a broken home for the rest of her childhood, and now I have to grow up without a grandmother. After my mother started to have children, she told my mother that she would never be truly happy until she leaves her family and lives for herself. It was my—it was beyond my grandmother and other feminists that a woman could have children on purpose and find joy in it. and the thought of obeying the man you marry, unthinkable. The trend is to think young girls. The trend is to teach young girls to think all oh, boys are bad and could possibly hurt you, which is demonstrated at a young age in the bedtime story *Paper Bag Princess*, where the traditional gender roles are reversed and the boys portrayed as stupid and weak. But ironically, girls are not encouraged to be feminine. Pink is seen as an archaic color for little girls. We see that demonstrated in the bedtime story, not all princesses dress in pink. And dresses aren't as cool as sweatpants and a t-shirt. If I do want to dress outside of sweats, I can choose from tummy-bearing shirts, underwear levels, skirts and shorts, and plenty of graphic tees with girl power. And I play like a girl, try to keep up. And girls rule the galaxy. Now, there's nothing wrong with being bold, but I feel like this is being misinterpreted into telling girls that you need to rebel or make up a little earlier, grow up faster, have more followers on Instagram. It's crushing many girls' childhoods and making them grow up faster than they should. And here's the thing. In most feminist eyes, equality means having the same jobs as men and the same life roles as boys. It's confusing and leads to generations of girls that go against God's design and natural God-given instincts. natural tendency to be nurturing and to play with dolls. As a homeschooler, I feel confident that I can play with dolls, be girly, and act feminine without pressure. I see my same-aged cousins growing up in an entirely different world. They wear black, carry cell phones, cuss, and would never consider lowering themselves to the level of a child that plays with dolls. It's really sad. To play with dolls is to open oneself to being bullied, and To be a bully is to show strength and drive. No wonder suicide rates have increased threefold since 2000 in females under the age of 24, according to the CDC. And John Hopkins reports that it is unclear what is driving the rise in major depressive episodes, particularly among girls. But what about the other 49% of the population? What about young boys? the book the war against boys reminds us we have turned against boys and forgotten the simple truth the energy competitiveness and corporal daring of a normal male of normal males are responsible for much of what is right in the world no one denies that boys aggressive tendencies must be mitigated and channeled towards constructive ends boys need and crave discipline respect and moral guidance boys need love and tolerant understanding But being a boy is not a social disease. The tolerance is lacking in our modern feminism. It seems it is easiest to take aim at men in their infant form, rather than wait until their nuclear family has indoctrinated them with values. Sarah Stancourt from the Washington Post says in one of her recent articles, I was a first-time mom with with more time to influence my son with my personal philosophies. I worried about him becoming a domineering man. He was big for his age from birth. Gentle was a term I used often in his babyhood. And once he was a toddler, I frequently confused and bored him by talking about Gandhi and passive resistance. Sarah gives a good example of how feminism is stifling masculinity. I'm not the only child who sees girl power emblazoned on everything everywhere. Young boys see that too. How do you think that makes them feel? Males are told that masculinity is toxic. To follow their natural instinct to hunt and gather is wrong. It presents itself in a growing boy in the form of guilt and uncertainty. If they want to change their gender to female, they are praised as being woke. They are then able to dress in makeup and dresses, and they are brave for being who they really are. Nowadays, boys are being told to be docile, and girls are encouraged to be bold and make themselves equal or Better than boys. So, what does the Bible say about all of this? First off, in Genesis 1:27 says, "So God created mankind his own image, in the image of God he created them, male and female he created them." Men and women were created equal, but both were designed for different roles. Jesus didn't eradicate these differences. Instead, he gave a new plan for them, one that exalted the goodness of the Father's design in both girls and boys. Secondly, Romans twelve three tells us, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. God has created us to seek him out and not seek our own glory countless Bible verses about God and his plans and expectations for us, but nowhere from one cover of the Bible to the next can I find any support for the following feminist views of a woman's right to abort her baby, the right for women to marry women, complete liberation from boundaries and morals, freedom from traditional gender roles in marriage, and rejection of God as the ultimate authority in life. Feminism is out of control. What started at Out as equality seeking has spanned into a reason to sin. We've gotten away from logical thinking and decided to aim towards world domination minus the men. Our families are suffering. I've tried to help open your eyes today to what feminism really is, how it's evolved and how it affects the children around you and what the Bible says about it all. And hopefully you've drawn the same conclusion that I have. That now we are fooling ourselves to say that feminism is still about equality. It has turned away from the Bible and is destroying our American homes. And it's time to turn our backs on it as Christians. Thank you.